The Rough Drafts Podcast is sponsored by Unicorn.com, the world's premier esports betting site. Bet on your favorite games like CSGO, Dota 2, and League of Legends, and earn Unicorns through successful bets, or use Unicorn's exclusive Connect program, where you can earn Unicorns just by playing some of your favorite games. Use your earnings to enter Unicorn's raffles for exciting prizes like Logitech peripherals or CSGO skins. So join Chase and Walter and prove who really is the esports gambling expert. Unicorn.com. Log on today. This is Chase Redshirt King Wassenaar, and welcome to day eight of our team by team North American LCS team by team preview podcast series. That's right, it's day eight. Eight is great. The team we're talking about today, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. I can't think of anyone I'd rather yeah. figure out how we feel about this team than my good friend and co host, Walter Cietti Svedchuk. Walter! How are you feeling about your former pick to win the North American LCS? Um, uh, uh, doesn't matter. Doesn't <laughs> matter. You know what? Because in the end, it didn't burn me. TSM won the championship. I'm the guest alliance uh, heavyweight champion of the world. And, uh, you know, in a, in a few months, that podcast will be accidentally scrubbed from existence, and there will be no proof of it. And uh, I'll have the... Uh, the, the NSA. I'll have the state to thank for that. So, it's all good. It's all good. It'll be on the record for a few more months and then uh, wiped clean from the slate. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, I, I think Dignitas uh, decided that they were not going to wipe clean their slate this season, uh, despite finishing sixth in the North American season last split. Uh, they did make it to the playoffs. That is something worth celebrating to a certain extent. Absolutely. Uh, did not do very well once they got there, uh, but they did not make many changes. They, they have Someday and the top lane, obviously, still a star player for them. Chaser and the jungle, Keen as their mid laner. Laud is the AD carry, and the one change they did make, they brought in Big. Big is their new starting support, special, at least from what we're seeing right now, is going to move to a backup position. So... Let's start with this, Walter. Do you think that Dignitas took the right approach to their offseason? Do you think they were right to run most of this back? And if they were going to make a switch, was the support position the best place to make that switch? Um, um, support needed to be... Ch I think support needed to be changed. I think support and jungle were the two positions you could have looked at to make changes. I don't think you want to change either the solo lanes or or, or Lod as an AD carry. Um, but Xpecial has just always kind of been slightly past his prime. He seems like he's sort of the Mendoza line guy, where if you're better than Xpecial, yeah, you probably deserve to be in the LCS. If not, mm, probably don't. Uh, there are a couple guys that are in the LCS that are below him, but, you know. Whatever, like, he's a good veteran presence. He has a lot of experience when it comes to shot calling, and 
I don't think they need it anymore because they have Chaser because they have someday. Like they, the one strength that a special would have is not necessary anymore. So yeah, I'm okay with them, you know, digging around and trying to find someone that that might fit with Lod. And I don't, who knows? You know, Hakuo's still in the LCS. Matt's still in the LCS. Like yeah, maybe maybe Big can uh, maybe Big can help Lod out because he did do fairly well in laning in, in other spots that we've seen him um, before on TDK, on um, Echo Fox. They were okay at laning, you know, with how as okay as Keith can be. That was when the team looked like they might get into the playoffs and they were seventh place. Um, so it's not the worst move I've ever seen. It just, it just obviously isn't the best. And this does feel like if things don't go well in the first couple of weeks, they might revert back to X special pretty quickly. Yeah, and I I think, really, when you look at the support position, and that is where any discussion with this team should start, because it is the one big change that they made. You know, Expecial was a guy that I actually liked last split. I had him on my third team all-pro list, mostly because there were not a lot of great supports in the NALCS last split. But I think you're correct to point out that the laning was a problem for this team. Uh, Lod averaged a negative 5.2 CS differential at 10 minutes. Special strengths really came from roaming, from securing vision, uh, from his team fighting. Uh, he, you know, he's always been good at landing those thresh hooks, for instance. But if we're going to look at a replacement, you want to get someone who's going to make your laning phase better, make your team better. Why big? Like, what does big bring to the table? that would make you say, yeah, this guy needs another shot at the LCS because we've seen him in the LCS several times before and it hasn't gone very well. Like, this is the team that did have Stunt on their roster and he is now the... He went to Phoenix 1. Like, Shady could have been available. I just don't think they liked the market. I don't think there were a ton of supports on the market that were really worth going after all that much and there's a lot of young guys like at least big does have some lcs experience like some has a substantial portfolio of lcs experience he has like a full year of lcs experience so yeah you can bring him on board and again it's this seems like a low risk move to me like you're not gonna bring in big and big's not gonna like absolutely destroy the entire culture of your entire organization and he's not gonna be the absolute worst support in the lcs and you can always shift him you know, shift him for a special and bring a special back in. It's just, this seems like a low risk, low reward type move where they're like, oh, we should make a change. Expecial's kind of getting on in years. Let's, let's try someone out and see where it goes. So I'm not, I'm again, like I said, I'm not against it. I'm not, you know, jumping up and down going, yes, this is a move Dig and Tusk needed to win the, the 2017 summer split. But like, it's okay. It's a move. It's a move. Um, here's the thing. We say he's not going to be the worst support in the league. Mm-hmm. 2016 summer split on Echo Fox, he had a 2.15 KDA, essentially making him the worst support in the league. So what's changed? What, like, it, has anything changed? Is there any reason to believe that he's not going to be the worst support no, in the league? Was there anything toss, on Delta Fox? Dignitas isn't living or dying by their support. I don't care. Okay. Fine. So it's how, a move. So, so how are they living and dying then? If, if you believe that this is a change that they've made, mm-hmm. what is enabling them to make that change and to take a risk that this guy, who has now had multiple years of LCS experience, none of which were any good, 
why where where are they feeling that comfort level where they can afford to make a move like this? Because this was a playoff team. This was a team that presumably would have been happy to, you know, why didn't they want to just run it back? Well, what are you seeing in that regard? It's not like they cut it special. They looked at their roster and they said, okay, what is the weakest spot of our roster? Obviously, it's the support position. Okay, let's just bring someone in, give them a chance, and if it doesn't work out, we can always go back to a special. Like, let's not forget, the first five weeks of the season, this team was awful. It was absolute garbage. And then they finally got better, you know, in week six and on, and were able to make it in the playoffs. This is what a team we thought might be fighting in relegations for a good part of the early part of the season. Like, I totally ran them off, and then the, the, when Dingus has found their way is when they finally figured out a way to make Keen and Lod threats. Not in the pure, Lod's going to carry a game, but we saw Lod playing things like Zig. We saw Keen play some more roaming kind of champions or playing Oriana. Other things that you don't have to be this mechanical mastermind to completely carry a game. You could do things like catch someone in an Oriana ult or you know lay down a Vladimir ult and catch a bunch of people or use Zigs to just push down towers. They finally realized that they need to put pressure and apply pressure in other ways to allow someday to be very successful. And even someday wasn't just playing pure 100% split push. Like they started finally team fighting. They started finally playing around objectives. It felt like Chaser had finally sort of figured out how the meta was working. And you did get away from the 100% pure Kha'Zix Rengar blow up your uh, the opposing AD carrier mid laner and go from there. Like, and as the minute continues to shift in the jungle and go towards more tank and more kind of control oriented junglers, I think Chaser is kind of the linchpin to their success, but it was also the improvement in their coaching staff of when they brought over Cop, and I can't believe that Cop was an improvement on that coaching staff that we were so, you know, heralded and so widely talking about in the off in the last offseason. And now they also brought Saint Vicious back into the fold. So you have Saint and Cop working together with the Slans again. It seems really weird, but for some reason, Cop is working as a professional coach in the sense of his teams make the playoffs. Mm. And Sure, that's not great. That's not the most ringing endorsement of, of him. But Jeff Fisher keeps landing a job, and some guys are okay with going 7-9 for three years before they fire him. So for Dignitas, I think right now getting into the playoffs is good. They're continuing to build their brand. They're continuing to stabilize things with the 76ers. Another playoff appearance of the summer when then they can look at the offseason, then they can go big. Uh, well, not necessarily go big for a support position, but actually go big broad thinking with a, a potential support position if they did want to change coaching staff if they were you know oh, Keen's not the right guy Lod's not the right guy like this again just feels like another kind of holding pattern move of let's see if we can build on this let's see if we can build on what we were able to accomplish in the summer and the big move while it is a move and that does change up some of your synergy it's low risk it's low reward they still have a special at any moment they could put it back on the rim so I think I think they live and die about can they build on that type of all right, we can do something weird in the bot lane. We can play more disengaging. We can play tower po you know, focus, tower taking uh, champions for Lod. Keen is always an oddball. He can pick up something weird and then take it, or he can go very, very standard and just be a, yeah, I'm just going to sit here in lane and let, let you take my tower, and you can pivot around some of these other guys. As long as they continue to build on that, um, yeah, I think they're fine. Yeah, And I mean, I think the... The point you really hit on the head, and, and the thing with which I'm, I'm most inclined to agree with you, is just how much better they got over the second half of the split. Because you're right, the first half of the split was terrible. They did not look like they were remotely close to being a playoff team. But by the end of it, they were a playoff team. And that has so much to do with the comfort that they clearly had in the system that COP presented. And this is one of those things that we always kind of 
leave unmentioned when we talk about Korean imports and what all these different imports can mean for the scene, sometimes you have to have uh, an understanding of the mentality of your specific players. And, and specifically with Dignitas, you look at Keen, you look at Laud, you look at, you know, Expecial, Last Split, and now they're going to have to be looking at Big. Cop understood those players. Cop understood how to utilize those players as weapons and draft compositions that played around their strengths rather than the coach that they'd had previously, uh, whose name I'm, I'm going to butcher here. Uh, it was, uh, uh, they had Coach Ki Park and Coach yeah, Kim. Yeah, Coach Kim and Coach Park. Let's keep it at those two things because that's much easier to pronounce. But Coach Kim and Coach Park, and Park is still on their, their you know, in the squad at least to a limited extent. But especially Coach Kim, great coach, does some great things. He's now on Longju. I, I think he's going to be just fine in his career. But I don't think he was the right guy for those players. And I think that understanding who your team is and making the most out of that rather than trying to be something you're not is an important skill to have and one that I'm glad that Dignitas demonstrated over the second half of the split. The question now, Walter, becomes, is that growth sustainable? Is that, now that we're in a different meta, now that we're in uh, an age in which teams kind of know what to expect from Dignitas now, where they're not going to be caught off guard by this sudden growth over the course of the second half of the split, do they lose a little bit of what allowed them to move forward or do you think that this is something that they can carry uh that momentum nah because here's what they're about to gain they're about to gain someday playing cled i can't wait for the first time he plays cled <laughs> like this is someday he's he's arguably was considered you know one of the best top laners in the world um up until the moment that smeb sort of made his ascension into the oh maybe smeb is the best player in the world over faker nonsense that people were spewing for the better part of a year. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm like, I'm really excited because they've already built on this. They already know, okay, the way that we need to win is it can't just be a thousand percent on Sunday. We have to do these other things to set ourselves up to have alternate win conditions if teams do go after him. And now teams have to look at them and go, oh, well, if Vlad plays Caitlyn or he plays Ezreal, he plays, you know, something that allows him to lane push, then now we have to deal with that and we do have to pull resources away from Sunday. Uh, Keen has a million different picks that he can play. With middling success, he's a jack-of-all-trades, master of none. But he does have those moments where he pulls off some pretty great plays, and he knows what his limits are, and he really tries to play within himself. Now, that means that his ceiling isn't very high, and sometimes he has really, really bad games, but for the most part, his consistency hovers at like 75% of what his you know best game is. And that's fine. You can make do with that. It really, again, is going to hinge on Chaser and Chaser's ability to influence the map and him understanding that I can't just go camp Sunday someday the entire time. I do need to try and get him a lead, but I do need to focus on these other leads because if, even if Sunday gets camped, if I focus enough time on Keen and Laud, now we have a second way to win the game and Sunday, being kind of the master he is, can freeze a lane, can farm himself back into it, and then all of a sudden, if he's on something that's carry heavy, like a Camille or a Kled, then he can turn his own lane around. So this kind of the fact that they were able to do it at the end of the split, and despite the despite the move, they're keeping Cop, they're adding Saint, they're adding you know a, an assistant coach that already knows Cop, already knows their style, already knows some of the players uh, from last time when he was in. Uh, uh, Team Lulpro and Curse Academy and that organization, I feel like they can still grow. It's just when you do reach these ceilings, 
that I think Chaser and Keen and Lod and even Big have, is it going to be enough to take you to that next level where we're arguing about this is a team that might be competing in the semifinals, that might be taking a game or two off of Cloud9 and TSM in those and really making them put up a fight? Or is the ceiling for this team just fifth, sixth spot in the playoffs, year in, year out, if they want to actually move forward, they need to make a big change someplace else? Um, I think the growth can continue. It's just to what level that growth goes. That's where I'm a little fuzzy on. Yeah, I, I think that's very fair. I think that at some point you have to look at, especially, you know, if you're going to look at some of the veteran players on this roster, you know, how much better is Keen realistically going to get at this point in his career? Probably not all that much. Laud, I may be more inclined to believe that he could get better because he's a guy that's shown flashes when put in the right system. But are they going to be able to continually enable him? You've already heard my thoughts on on what I think about big versus special, and you know, will who knows why they're making the move? I mean, certainly, special has a history of of maybe not you know having personality clashes. We can say with certain teammates in the past. So there are a lot of reasons why they might be doing it. But whatever they are, uh, these are players that they're going to have to keep up and and really work hard to to maintain the the momentum that they had because i think that there are enough there's enough film over the years of what these guys can do and what they're capable of i don't think they're going to be able to surprise people and i think that that's a loss also just real quick um because you mentioned that uh you know can't wait to see someday play cled uh he actually has played cled once he went eight four and eight and it was a loss um but that's just this, so that no one types in that YouTube comment, ooh, you forgot that he did the thing. He did the thing. It wasn't that big of a deal. He hasn't played very much. I think they're going to be much better at using it this summer split. So point still stands. Just want to catch out those semantics there because I know how you are, Internet. I, I love you, but... I said just, something wrong on the Internet. Oh, no! Oh, I, no! Look, look, man, I'm just trying to, uh, to, to help us out. But you know what? I'm now going to put you on the spot after trying to bail you out right there. So ultimately, where does this team end up, Walter? Uh, yeah, so I'm going to double down on my spring split prediction. Uh, Dignitas 2000, uh, 2017 Summer Split Champions. Uh, they're going to Worlds. They're going to be SKT in three. And uh, we're going to have the new age of, uh, of I, I will, I, uh, I'm cutie pie. <laughs> the age of Dignitas, the age of Dignitas. No, uh, I, I'm going to temper my expectations quite a bit here. Um, I'm going to say fifth six. I think that's where they settle, settle in. Um, I don't see them making super massive improvements to the point where they're going to be contesting against like a TSM or a Cloud9. Um, but I still think they're capable of winning games against like that second tier. Like I think they're in that second tier now with teams like Phoenix One, uh, with CLG and Immortals. So, yeah, I think 5-6 is a pretty good spot for now. Yeah, I, I have them firmly in the 6 spot. Um, I, I think that, you know, when I, when I look at the teams that they're going to be playing against, certainly uh, the fact that they've, uh, you know, they've built up some clear synergies. I think uh, Chaser looks a lot more comfortable now than he did at the beginning of the split. Yes. I think that's going to be very helpful yes. for them. I think that uh, they've done a much better job on some of their team fighting. Uh, when as the split went on, I, I think they've done a much better job at target selection in particular uh, in those team fights, kind of taking out some of the the biggest carries on the opposing team and giving someday a chance to be that kind of carry threat in that regard. And I think that the meta is going to be playing well in their favor. I just I, I do have 
substantial issues with the I, I don't want to say low ceilings because that sounds harsh, but lower ceilings than some of the other teams that we're going to be watching this split. I think we know who most of these players are. And uh, as Maya Angelou once said, when someone shows you who they are, believe them. And I believe that I know who this Dignitas team is, and I think they're a fifth, sixth place team, just like they were last split. But you know what? Dignitas fans, you should let us know in the comments section or on Twitter if you believe that we are on the right track of things or if you believe that we need to be raising our dongers way higher than we just did on this podcast. You can find me at Redshirt King to discuss anything that I said today. Walter, where can the nice people at home find you? Uh, you guys can find me at C80s underscore LOL where I would love to discuss the history of Rock Solid with you. Oh, I know you would. Uh, it's uh, there's a if, lot. Of... If she didn't get that reference, she's too young for you, fam. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're not wrong. Shout out to the OGs and and coming up on the next episode, we're gonna talk about an OG org in esports newer to the League of Legends scene, uh, a team that felt comfortable enough to make some changes. That I'm just gonna say i'm interested to see how that goes and hopefully we'll see you guys next time goodbye internet hey there c80s here thanks for checking out the podcast and if you enjoyed today's episode consider supporting us at www.patreon.com backslash rough drafts pod for just a dollar a month you can join your fellow listeners in our patron only discord channel and help keep the content coming or join our VIP club, where a dollar a show, or eight bucks a month, gets you first priority on all patron content, like our patron-only Q&As. And check us out on all of our social media, Twitter, at RoughDraftsPod, Facebook.com, backslash RoughDraftsPod, SoundCloud.com, backslash EsportsRoughDrafts, as well as on iTunes and YouTube by just searching for the Rough Drafts Podcast. Thanks for listening, and goodbye, Internet.